For broadcasting or advertising opportunities, call 1-888-303-3884 or visit wildfireradio.com and click on Contacts. You are listening to The Straight Shooters exclusively on Wildfire Radio. Subscribe to The Straight Shooters podcast on iTunes by visiting the iTunes store and download every episode on wildfireradio.com. Now, here's Vaughn Johnson and Nick Picone bringing you the latest and greatest in the world of professional wrestling. Oh, Shooters Radio Universe! My name, of course... Is Warren Johnson. Well, super nerdy pet peeve uh, of mine, nitpicky. I don't think he should have been hopping over the top rope like a uh, parkour champion. You got me mad now. What is your name? As always, with my man, man, pots and pans, Nick McCone. That's me. I don't really know us like you think that you do. I'm Ryan Isley. Oh, oh my God. God! Is he the third man? He's the third man! What the hell is going on here? Straight Shooters is, the, I believe, the number one show on Wildfire Radio. I'm feeling good. No sleep, no food, no nothing. Just maniacism. For all the skeptics and all the people have a little bit of... Let me do this again. Oh, it's live, pal. Sorry. What actually happened on the show? Nothing. Give me a hell yeah! I said give me a hell yeah! What's up, ladies and gentlemen, out there in internet land? My name is Warren Johnson. Joined as always by my main man, Pots and Pants, Nick McCollum, Philly voice and Philly influencer. And you're listening to episode 212 of The Straight Shooters on a whole multitude of platforms. Before I tell you about those platforms, let me check on my good brother, Nick. Nick, how are you doing tonight, my good brother? I'm doing good, but I had a little uh, triple E virus scare. You hear about those mosquitoes coming down? What's that? Yeah, it's like some virus that mosquitoes are carrying from birds and infecting humans and everything. And I got all these bites all over from this weekend. And I'm freaking out, man. But other than that, I'm good. Well, I mean, okay. Hope you don't have like (laughs) You know what? You you want to know the reason? It's because it's too damn hot outside still, and it's almost October. Yeah, that's it's the stupid ass weather, man. It never ends. Man, you really hot about this. No pun intended, but <laughs> <laughs> it has been quite warm over the last couple of days. Here's our weekly weather talk for those that's out right. there. Yeah. Regular listeners to the podcast. That's my phone goes off. So <laughs> Steve Austin will say, I owe everybody a beer, which I am that's not a, buying. That's a weather alert saying, tell Nick to shut up. Yeah, so as, as you all know, we always talk about the weather a little bit on here, but it's been hot up here in Philly yes. uh, for the last week or so. Uh, it was like 90 a couple days ago. It yeah. Was pretty warm. How ridiculous uh, is that? Yeah, it, it's it's, it's kind of weird. It's like you said, it's almost October. I'm ready for fall weather. I know you are. We talk about it. We've talk, been, been talking about it. We've like been months. talking about it since spring, man. Right. <laughs> when is fall going to come? But uh, it should be sort of coming soon. I mean, you just never know. Hopefully by my birthday. The, first, the end of the first week of October. That's what we're hoping for. At least by then. Let's get, get me some 50 and 60 degree weather here. We'll see. We'll see. As always, you know, the weather pattern is unpredictable here in Philly. Uh, but what is predictable is that NXT is now on live on Wednesday nights on the USA Network. And yeah. we're recording this as NXT is coming on for its second episode on the USA Network. At least the first hour is going to be on the USA Network. The second hour is going to be on, on the WWE Network. But we're going to have it, you know, this is when we're recording this. So you're, as you, if you listen to this, Thursday or Friday or throughout the weekend, you've probably already watched it. But if you haven't, you can watch it along with us. We'll comment comment on as things happen here and there. But we'll also, excuse me, we're also going to talk about two major topics. I think that's worth talking about in wrestling right now. For one, we're going to talk about the Fiend, Bray Wyatt, and just how over is the Fiend? Let's examine his popularity on a, on multiple levels because I think it's worth talking about. After, you know, multiple weeks of the Fiend coming out, getting big pops, he's, in, he's obviously he's going to challenge Seth Rollins for the Universal title at Hell in a Cell, inside Hell in a Cell. So that's worth talking about. Also, we're going to talk about, kind of plays into the Fiend conversation we're going to have 
are we on the precipice of another wrestling boom? Because I know you saw the tweet from, I think it was Ryan Satin, you put out, there's going to be Raw Monday, you're going to have Impact Tuesday, Wednesday's going to be NXT and AEW. Thursday is kind of an open day right now, but Friday you're going to have SmackDown, and I think there's something on Saturday. I think WOW, Women of Wrestling, is on Saturday. And I think Axis yeah, New, New Japan, Japan probably still, right? Yeah. Right, on Saturdays, right? So six, five out of the seven days, I mean, some yeah. weeks, they're going to be six because you're going to have pay-per-views on Sundays. Uh, there's going to be wrestling on television somewhere uh, on that dial, on your television, cable, streaming service, somewhere is going to be wrestling on that you can watch from multiple promotions. I mean, you got WWE on three different nights, but still, AEW's in there. You can also throw in Ring of Honor if you want. Uh, Impact's in there. You know, Women of Wrestling, you know, all that. So, all that's happening. So, we're going to talk about whether there's really, legitimately, a a wrestling boom coming in the near future. But, uh, in the meantime, we got, we got Keith Lee coming out here because he's going to challenge. He's going to go against, I should say, Donovan Dijakovic, yeah. is that how you say yeah. it now? Yeah. I still might call him Donovan Dijakovic. <laughs> hey, you did it. You did it well. It took me a while of to pronounce that. You know the way that they're saying it on TV. Uh, it took me a while to get used to it. But it's this like is a just, this is a rematch added... of like one of the greatest matches on NXT this year. So this should be good. They just added syllables just to change it. Like you know, Dijak is much easier mm-hmm. to say than Dijakovic. But yeah, but then you add Donovan. Change. I think Donovan Dijakovic sounds better than Donovan Dijak. Donovan Dijak is much easier to say, though. It's much easier. They just put, instead of Dijak, they just put Ovik on the end. It's like, all right. Look, the dude is tall. You need a long name for a tall no, you dude. you don't. Actually, you don't. That's not. <laughs> Come on, The Undertaker. That, that's a long name for a tall dude. It's easier to say than Donovan Dijakovic. <laughs> Sid, that's a long name for a big dude. No, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really Sid Justice Cycle Sid. Yeah, there you go. That's the real name. When they took off the last name, he got shorter. That That's scientifically proven, I guess, <laughs> in, in Nick science. Uh, so before we dig into those conversations, let me remind you as to where you can find this on these here interwebs. Like I said earlier, we're on a bunch of platforms, not including, or I say including, but not exclusively, Apple Podcasts or on iTunes. You can rate, review, and subscribe to us there. You can also do that on Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, SoundCloud, Spotify, and of course, the mothership, wildfireradio.com, where you can find all 211 prior episodes of the Straight Shooters. We also got exclusive content on patreon.com slash shootersradio. You can get to get that exclusive content and gain access to that exclusive content for the nominal fee of $1.99. Nine. Like I said, we were watching NXT as we are kind of talking here. We're just being, you know, wrestling bros here, talking the biz, watching some wrestling. You know, Dijakovic and Keith Lee sizing each other up here. But let's talk about, as this match is about to begin, Bray Wyatt, the Fiend. Mm-hmm. And I saw on Twitter today, the voices of wrestling say that, you know, what tangible, measurable, can you say that Bray Wyatt is legitimately like is, is the most over thing in WWE right now? Because the ratings aren't going up. The merchandise aren't necessarily going up. The ticket sales isn't going up. So what makes that character the most over character or wrestler or whatever act in wrestling or in WWE specifically? So I wanted to ask you, what is the Fiend, Bray Wyatt, over like people think he is, or is it is the hype real? Like, is it is he really as big a star as we, as the wrestling, especially the diehard wrestling fans, think he is? I mean, for me, it, it's I, I'm I bought in already. It's a new presentation for Bray Wyatt. It's something that has worked based on what we've seen on TV, you know, the, the slow burn ever since after WrestleMania, the Firefly Funhouse videos, like he, the, he his first match back was SummerSlam against Finn Balor. And then, yeah, you're, you're kind of, we're getting more and more of him, but the writing and everything surrounding it has been so much more supportive than what we've seen work for Bray Wyatt 
in the past. So I think part of it is the fact that we, and I'm probably guilty of this, are sort of like, finally, Bray Wyatt's got something that, you know, we can, he can sink his teeth into. He doesn't look like, you know, he's not losing stupid matches and make, like, his character's not getting less and less. His character's just getting stronger and stronger. And if Voices of Wrestling wants to introduce ratings and uh, merchandise to that discussion, it is what it is. I, I don't always look at that type of stuff when it's sometimes that doesn't tell the whole story for, for a certain thing. Um, I think, I, I do think we're guilty of the fact that oh, Bray was so misused before and now we're just kind of hoping WWE is not going to screw this up. Now, screw this up. I don't know what that entails. I don't know what they could do for me to sit there and say, okay, yeah, they screwed him up. I don't I don't know how that would look at this moment. Uh, but I just well, think I it... Tell you. It's, if he loses that Hell in a Cell, it's not the, the Universal Champion. That would be screwing it up, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, yeah. And we, I think you mentioned that last week, too. Like, he has to win. Like, he absolutely has to win. Uh, otherwise, they back themselves in the corner where they have to book in a way that if Bray Wyatt is not coming out of Hell in a Cell as Universal Champion, you have to make it look like he's still the biggest threat to Seth Rollins. Somehow, I don't know how they do it. They haven't shown any any creative uh like vision that they can do something like that recently so uh, i do th- agree with you i think he absolutely needs to beat seth at hell in a cell at this moment because I-, I don't know what they could do to-, to not make it seem like a failure with with him if he doesn't um but yeah like it- it's a new presentation the lights coming down and then him using the mandible claw i think adds something just because we haven't there's only one other person that's really used the mandible claw as a finisher. So in the terms of wrestling in 2019, where we see super kicks and like not even as finishers anymore, you know, you, a mandible claw, like it kind of brings back some memories that I'm like, Oh yeah. Like that's supposed to paralyze the opponent for however long you have your fingers stuck down his gullet and stuff. So I think, it's- it's a, great finish. Added. it's a great yeah. finish because he could do it to anyone. He did it to Bruce right. Strowman, right? You know, just on Monday Night Raw because it works on anyone. He yeah. can do it to somebody twice his size, and it still it makes sense. So that's and, why it's a great finish. And I'm glad you brought that up because I also think it worked in his favor that they didn't show him sneaking up behind Braun. You know, middle of the match. You know, Bray Wyatt's whole the Fiend's whole thing was, oh, you're sneaking up behind somebody and then doing it. That the lights came back on and you saw Bray already with his mandible claw on Braun Strowman. It wasn't like a sneak attack, you know. That I think that was smart because then we would look at Braun and be like, "What an idiot!" You know, like he he should have known that was coming. Blah blah blah. But no, like it was. We knew Bray attacked him in the dark, and then when the lights came back, you know, you could see Braun already with the mandible claw. So that was sort of different. You know, we've seen Bray like that shot with Kane in the background last week. I thought that was awesome when he was in the background with Kane. Uh, you know, there's just that, that stuff ha- it has a different look, a different feel, a different sound. I remember that you mentioned before you weren't a fan of like the sound effects and all that, but I think it, I, I like it. I don't know. I, I like it because it's different. And even though it's Bray Wyatt, it's still kind of a different character than what we saw with him at the very last part when he was a tag team with Matt Hardy, you know, like that's not the same Bray Wyatt. So I think that's part of it, you know, like people probably don't really associate Bray Wyatt with his former persona. And I think that has a lot to do with it. Well, you alluded to it. I wasn't, I'm not like a massive fan of the fiend or the new Bray Wyatt for a couple of reasons. One, I, I, I like it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying to say I don't like it. That's no, that's not true. I'm just not raving about it as much as other people. You see people on Twitter, on the social media, which I mean, that's part of the course. The hype beasts are always out, right? One way or the other, something is always the best thing ever, or something is always the worst thing ever. But man, you would think that this is like revolutionizing the business of pro wrestling the way people are talking about it. <laughs> I don't personally see that. It's good. 
I think that people are just, as we are as fans, so starved for something remotely different, especially on WWE TV, that when we get it, it's like, oh, more, like we just froth at the mouth before because we've been without it for so long. Me, I mean, what's super different about this character than this previous one besides the fact that he's wearing a mask and there's some flickering lights and a new sound effect? Like, I don't know. That maybe that's yeah. maybe maybe that's just me. But I just yeah. yeah. It's not that creative. Like there's been mass wrestlers who have been supernatural before and ran up on people and scared them. Like, hello, Undertaker and Kane did that. Different in different ways, obviously. Yes. But it's not like to me it's not like something that's just like revolutionary. Like, I don't know. That's just me. But that's not a knock against Bray Wyatt. I think he's still doing a. I think it's still overall good. I just don't see like how people are just going absolutely, you know, eight. Yeah, go ahead. Going say bananas it. over. It. I don't. Oh. I don't want to say it. <laughs> I caught myself. People going bananas over. It. Let's just say that. Uh, I I've said this before. Not a huge fan of the supernatural aspects of the character. I think they can still do the Firefly Funhouse stuff like as vignettes. But once he's in the arena. The sound effects, the lighting, I, I'm i just not into it. That's just me. I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I'd be more scared of a guy who's legit, who exists in our world, but who's just crazy. <laughs> and runs around, thinks he's a psycho clown or something like that. Like, that's that's more scary to me than, like, the lights flickering. That just tells me this is just TV. This is just television. This is all this is. You know, that's yeah, all well, I just. How, how do you build the anticipation, then? Like, you can't you have him have... just run out from the ramp. If, he, if you're gonna have him, if we're gonna have him, like what, what he did with Jerry Lawler, that was pretty cool. That was on the what ramp. What would a person but, do in real like, life who is a sick, demented <laughs> cult leader? What would they do in real life? Would they only come out when the lights are out, or they like let's let's yeah, because he controls it, man. He he doesn't want to come out of the crowd because then you kind of lose that anticipation because everyone already sees him. The first anticipation you have of seeing him is like in the ring. It, and I guess, like, at the live audience, they do the same thing, you know? Like, you could still see him come out from under the ring and stand this is... in, in the ring, but it's it, it kind of, like, I, I don't know how else you can build that anticipation for this his where presence. you have to get creative, and you don't have to do the whole lights out, lights up, and he's in the ring thing. You don't have to do that. Like I said, if he existed in real life... There's, he don't have to do that. He doesn't teleport. You know what I'm saying? If you look at someone like a Jim Jones, who was a cult leader and took people, thousands of people to Africa as part of his cult before committing a, a, a massive atrocity, that didn't happen at night. That didn't happen with the lights off. That happened in broad daylight. And it's still just as terrifying. If anything, it's more terrifying. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it don't have to be... The supernatural aspects of it. To me, that's just, and again, this is my opinion. This is how I feel about it. He can exist. There are people walking around today in real life who are crazy cult leaders that are scary as all hell. Yeah. And they don't need the cloak and dagger, lights flickering, sound effects. They are just scared because they believe, wholly believe in what they are and what they, and, and what they think they are. And they can get other people to join in on it and they can strengthen numbers. So I don't know. That's that's just my opinion. But with that said, Bray Wyatt is over. Now the question is just how over is he? By the way, Keith Lee and Donovan Dajakovic whipping tear ass it, right now. Tear it down again. They are whipping ass right now. Two big two big hosses. Yeah. Going at it uh, on NXT. Funny thing about Donovan Dajakovic, I remember seeing him. I think it was a top prospect tournament in Ring of Honor in like yeah. 24. 15, yeah. Right? When the Royal yeah. Rumble was here. And it was the night before the Royal Rumble. I think we met up that night, right? It's like yeah, Eskin's yep. shindig across the street from the 2300 Arena. Um, but yeah, he won the tournament that night. And I remember thinking, like, this guy's going to be somebody. He reminded me, same body type, at least, of like a Wade Barrett. Tall, yeah. but yeah. like, not like rail thin, you know, built nice, but just tall as all hell. Looks like a basketball player. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was like, yeah, that guy's gonna be a star. And here he is now, just tearing the house down yeah. with Lee again, who is also just a big old hoss. Oh. He can move. He, he was Ring of Honor World Champion. Yeah. 
Donovan Dajakovic. Donovan Dajakovic was winning. Yeah. Oh, he's probably a TV champ. I don't think he's world champ though. Uh, world champ. I don't. I'm not sure. He might be right. Else. Maybe I'll think of right. CZW. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. That but was a hell of a match though. He just picked up the win uh, over yeah. Dajakovic. Dajakovic, whatever you want to say it. However you want to say it. But <laughs> the fiend. <laughs> Um, he is over. Just, just a, yeah. the matter is how over, because I think versus the wrestling, they, you know, in their minds, if he was so over, why is the ticket sales going up? Why is the merchandise sales going up? Why aren't the ratings going up? Which that point might have some validity, but my opinion, uh, that's not. There's no one person on WWE's current roster that's just going to be responsible for the success or the failure of Raw, SmackDown, or whatever. Like there is like if Becky Lynch wasn't able to do it when her rise, if Ronda Rousey wasn't able to do it, if Brock Lesnar really isn't able to do it, no one person is gonna do that. It's that's not a individual's issue. Wow, that that's a loud car. Oh yeah, it is. I got a holy crap. <laughs> My wow. ears rang. Sorry about that, wow. but um, <laughs> we'll edit that out in post. We probably won't, but it's all right. Uh, they're gone now, fortunately. But there's no one it's person. Probably the fiends. Yeah, probably somebody <laughs> get me. Uh, you see my lights flickering, and you know what's you know I'm about to get hit the hit with the mandible claw, right in the gullet. Just, just leave the webcam on. Just leave the webcam <laughs> wow, on. Wow, you want to document this? How about you call the police? That too, I'll do that. Okay. And I'll post it on Snapchat or something. Thanks for the wow. Thanks for the help. Um, <laughs> but that's not. That's not an indication because, oh, the ticket sales are not going. I mean, that's always, I mean, let's face it. If you can sell more tickets, that's an indication of somebody's over. But the fact that they're not moving, to me, I don't think that it's one person that's going to change all of that. And right, right now, if you look at WWE's current state, one person is going to fix all of that. It's WWE as an overall product that has to be changed and recalibrated and, and, and you know reformulated because this people know what to expect from them. There's a tired, same old tired format and they are not good at telling stories or they haven't been good for a while. That's among their issues and how they present their stars and the overexposure and yada, yada, yada. All those things have to change before ratings go back up, before ticket sales goes back up, before merchandise sales go back up and all this and that. I wouldn't say, you know, Oh, because ticket sales or whatever, Bray Wyatt isn't that over. I mean, he's not—he's not so over that they're going to sell tickets. But who is? That you know, who is so yeah, over that they're selling more tickets? That the, I, the houses are packed to see him. I mean, I don't know about the dark matches, but is he even advertised like every single week? Like, do people that are going to the shows know that? Oh, I'm, I do they know that he's going to appear? Like, he might—he's still like staggered. I don't think he has been appearing every single week. So like in person, you know, like you, you could watch a Firefly Funhouse video from home and have a, the same reaction you would as if you were in the arena watching it. So I, I don't know why, uh, like to your point, I, I don't think ticket sales tell the whole story in terms of that, because maybe not until recently with his whole feud now with Seth Rollins, has he really showed up every single week in mm-hmm. person? So, speaking of Seth Rollins, why do they have him cowering in the corner like that, man? Like, horrible, man. This is why. This is why these things don't work with WWE. They make their baby faces look like suckers. Well, he got his ass beat twice, and and Bray's like here trying to fuck with him. Excuse my life. You make your baby faces look like suckers. I want to root for these guys. I don't want to feel like oh they're so scared. Oh my god. No, I want to think that they're gonna try to whoop somebody's ass. But then, like, that makes Bray look bad. No, like, it want, don't. Want the Fiend to be he, that scary look, figure. People, when Undertaker first came out, of course, people were like, "What in the world?" <laughs> but they still fought him. They didn't cower in the corner. You know what I'm saying? They like, were, they didn't just go through a grueling match. That don't mean they're gonna cower <laughs> in the corner. That don't. That don't. That's not a, a fatigue <laughs> thing. That is a cowardly thing. That's a personality trait. Like, I'm too tired, so I'm just gonna be scared in a corner right now. No, <laughs> I'm just, just. I agree with your overall point. I just, at least, I'm trying to think 
with their thinking of no, how that why, why do they think that makes Seth look good? I will never understand. And that's why these things don't work because nobody wants to root for the babyface. And then you turn your whole story instead of it being like one person trying to fend off this psychopath, it turns into a horror movie. <laughs> which I I'd watch a horror. I go to Netflix if I want to watch a horror movie. I'm not turning to WWE to watch a horror movie. That's just not what I'm doing. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that's, maybe that's Seth's, just, Seth's not the right person. Maybe, maybe they would book or book the creative differently if it was somebody other than Seth Rollins. I don't know. They always seem to give him the corny babyface type uh, angles or stories. Ever since he became a full fledged babyface, what uh, two three years ago? I, I don't. I'm, I lost count. Who Seth? Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. 2016, maybe, when he came back. He was still a heel when he came back from his ACL injury, but then he kind of turned face eventually. Because he... People were cheering him when he came back, and then he beat Roman Reigns. And Ambrose cashed in. That was in 2016, right? Yeah. So, three... About three years, he's been like this baby face. That's just kind of been a nerd. <laughs> yeah, but the cowering in the corner is just—that's just not helping him, man. That's just—it's just not good. I just—I don't know. I'm not a fan of it. Um, so please don't do that. And yeah. uh, yeah. I mean, you know, like I don't like when you said earlier about the whole lighting thing and everything. I, I kind of agree with that. I think it's really lame that you have people at the corner posts waving that spotlight you know because it's not doing it on its own and i think there was a camera angle maybe last week where you could see somebody by the ring post waving that light in the corner in the bottom corner. oh really yeah uh, maybe maybe it was a picture uh, i'll try and find it and post it again but i was like wow that's like pretty lame but <laughs> they do their best with the camera angles on TV to try to not catch that. So I think that's kind of lame. But, you know, there's still a story left to be told. So maybe eventually Bray will lose the whole lighting thing and the lights go down and all that. Maybe that'll eventually fade away at some point and he won't need to do the quote unquote sneak attacks or, or anything like that. But we shall see. Yeah, I'm just. I'm just not a fan of the whole lighting and like I said, the supernatural stuff. Like I just, there's a way that this character can exist in real life without doing the supernatural lighting and the flickering and the sound effects. Like I think it is kind of cool that he did like the whole stuff when he turned every all the graphics upside down. Yeah, that's kind of that's, I like that idea, but I think they kind of even before that even comes to pass, they've kind of already gone the the wrong direction uh, with that character, but. This brings me to a bigger question I think is worth uh, discussing. Well, not really a question, but a bigger, you know, topic that's worth discussing. And that is, like I mentioned earlier, because we have wrestling programming on television pretty much five, six days out of the week. All we're on the precipice of another wrestling boom, so to speak. The wrestling boom, the last real wrestling boom was about 20 years ago, maybe a little, like 21 years ago, maybe if you call 98 the beginning of it, which I think is fair. Yeah, yeah. That was about 21 years ago when wrestling was, I mean, to this day at its peak, it was hotter than the fish grease. I mean, it sold out everywhere. I'm talking not just WWF, but WCW still doing good business too in 98. You know, 99, 2000, 2001, obviously a different story, but I mean, it, it top. Rated shows on cable and television every Monday night. They were on a cover of magazines. They were on award shows. It was huge. I mean, wrestling stars were some of the biggest, most recognizable people, at least at, at the very least in the country, if not the world by that point. And I think that some people are confusing the fact that we have a lot of wrestling available to mean that. A boom is upon us. Yeah, it's a good time to be a fan because so much is available at your fingertips. 
It does not mean that this is a boom. A boom is totally different from like, hey, there's a lot of wrestling on TV. That don't mean everybody's watching. Right. Because <laughs> it's <laughs> available. Uh, AEW is on TV. Not because wrestling is super popular right now. That's not the case. It's still uh, somewhat of an... Yeah, a lot of people watch on Monday nights and Tuesday nights. I mean, by a lot of people, I mean relative to... It's still a uh, niche television shows. What's that? It's still a niche product in a way. Right, it is. Like, I was that's my point. That even though it, the Raw and SmackDown are generally at the top, some among the top rated shows on cable every week, it's still, like you said, a relatively a niche product that a certain segment of the of the country or the world, for that matter. So please tell me, niche, niche is an acceptable pronunciation. Yeah, niche. Okay. Niche. Niche. <laughs> No, I'm questioning how niche, to say it. No, because I've heard niche more, but now I said niche, so I don't know. I think it's I think <laughs> it depends on how like what context you're saying, and it, I I probably said it each way multiple times. All right, All right so I'm not gonna edit that out. Niche, niche, <laughs> uh, whatever. Niche sounds more like professional. Sounds more like classy, and a niche, niche. It sounds like I don't know. Sounds like an Americanized. Sounds like an American trying to say niche. Niche. I don't know. It's messing up the word. Regardless. Lud- Ludwig Borger is stupid <laughs> I just uh, I've been on a kick watching ninety three Raws, so Lud- Ludwig Borger is definitely on the front forefront of my mind right now. Of course. Why? Is Max Moon on there too? No, no. I think this was after that. I think this was uh, Max Moon was already out by that point. Oh no. Yeah. That's a shame. You hate to see it, but <laughs> not really. <laughs> but, but no, yeah, uh, I, I don't know if you were uh, you were talking about AEW being well, on TNT. As, I was going to say it wasn't because they were like exactly. WWE wrestling is hot. It's just because they have somebody at the top of the promotion who knows how to make things happen. They, yeah. they trusted that person to like okay, if there's anybody else not named Vince McMahon, AEW wouldn't be on TNT. <laughs> let's let's be honest. But because Tony Khan's at the top of the promotion, and he's got connects, he's got plenty of money, and he has trust within the, the the industry. He runs two professional sports franchises. Of course, the money, the man's money runs long. He's he's he he's earned the trust of people that knows he can he knows how to run a brand. At least not only run a brand, but like is can sustain it. You know what I'm saying? And he he's earned that trust. And of course, I'm I'm sure he has friends in high places. That's how that gets done. If it's any other Joe Schmo promoter. Trying to get a network television deal, that's just not going to happen. They're not going to trust him or trust wrestling enough to be like, yeah, we'll do it. It's not like it's not that hot. They'll be like, oh, we we need some wrestling on our network. All right, you promotion X Y Z promotion, come on over here for two hours every Wednesday to make this happen. No, that happened because Tony Khan is Tony Khan. Yeah. Right. Impact essentially bought the current network, or the <laughs> Anthem Anthem bought the network. So it's not like. Axis is like, oh, yeah, we need wrestling. We need more. Impact, come on over. They said Impact or Anthem bought it and then put his television, his wrestling property on that network. Good move. Hey, it worked out. They're on TV. Yeah. They're on a better network than what they won before. I think it was the Pursuit Channel or something like that. Yeah. It worked out for them. Yeah. But I would not say that we're on the verge of a wrestling boom. Like I said, is it a good time? Yes, it is. A lot of wrestling is available at your fingertips, readily available. But to say that a boom, no, 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 no. It's still not like everybody's talking about it. No, no, no. Everybody in your timeline is talking about it because you probably created a timeline that's specific about, that has a lot of wrestling fans. And you might follow a thousand people, all most of which or all of which might have a connection to wrestling in some way, shape, or form. So it looks like your timeline is popping right now. Oh, man, we got this, we got that. But really, it's... It's not really that way, you know. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I completely agree with you on this the part. You know, like just because there's readily available content on TV, finally, that's easy to find, and you don't have to go search it like YouTube and stuff like that, doesn't necessarily equate to a boom period. period. I think I that, that... Uh, I'm, I'm hearing myself, myself in the background. background. Oh. Ah. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I was going insane for a second. I can only take one <laughs> one of my voice at a yeah, time. Audio uh, <laughs> issues, yeah. Nothing new. I, <laughs> I, uh, 
I think that I I like it more now, but when you had those WCW, WWF at the top and that ECW, it was mainstream and there was a boom period because literally everybody was trying to cash in at it. They, the merchandise was ridiculous. You saw merchandise everywhere. Like right now you, you don't see wrestling merchandise out in the mainstream. You see it at wrestling shows. You see hmm. it like, okay, WWE has these, you know, appearances on ESPN, but it's it's not to the extent where I thought it would be at this point. You know, they don't do their ESPN segments anymore. They did it like once a week years ago. Uh, they did the SVs thing, but that's not exactly what I would equate to a type of boom period. Like WWE is always going to be in the mainstream, but com- now compared to 1998, 1999, I don't think it's anywhere close to the actual you know mainstream thing so i I think you're absolutely right that we're really not gonna we're not seeing a boom period at at this point at all yeah i mean and also it depends on how many viewers these other shows get i mean wwe is struggling to get viewers and they are a they are the leader in professional wrestling i mean what, what was the old like uh the old opening they used to have, the World yeah, of Wrestling the, Federation. For over 50 years. years. Yeah. The so Revolutionary Force. Oh, it's Revolutionary Force, yeah. Sports entertainment. But they are the leader in this thing, regardless of how you feel about them. They are the forerunner or the flag bearer for the wrestling business. But that's, and like I said, and they're struggling sometimes. Their viewership is going down. Yeah. If AEW and Impact, which is not going to happen, I can tell you right now, Impact is not going to draw as much as no. WWE or even AEW, but I can see people saying that if all these promotions were drawing a million viewers a week, two million viewers a week, then you can say, Yo, you know what, there might be people might be into this. But if if you got, let's say, 10 million fans on a given week that watches wrestling, and you have half of them watching WWE, Essentially, because if you get two million from Raw, two million from SmackDown, and one million from uh, NXT, that's five. Then you get another, you know, let's say one from AEW. That leaves three million viewers out there to watch everything else. Or four million viewers, that would be, right? Yeah. Are they even watching everything else? All those 10 million, you know, or. There might be more than this, probably, I would imagine, more than 10 million wrestling fans out there. Yeah. But if if the top two promotions are only pulling in a combined, what's that, 6 million? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, how many many followers do WWE have on Twitter right now? Let's Let's, let's let's check it out. I'm going to go with a guess right now. I'm going to go, I'm going to say 20 million. 20 million, they have 10 million. Oh. 10 and a half million. So. It was low. 10 and a half million there. AEW, or 10.6, I should say. AEW has, on their Twitter account, 390,000. All right? So we're talking not even 11 million. Right? Yeah. I mean. Mm. 11 million there. Impact has how many fans? They have 500,000, 530,000. So we're still not at, we're about, let's say, 11 million right there. Now, who else is out there? Ring of Honor? Oh, man. 200,000. Okay, so we're still at about 11 million here. I forget who else is in that tweet that uh, Ryan Satin sent out as on television. On a weekly basis, you know, every day of the week, there's some, there's somebody on TV. Just a matter of me finding this tweet, so I can reference it on our show. <laughs> now I gotta scroll. This was a mistake. This is riveting, <laughs> riveting television right now. All right. Uh, SmackDown, of course. We're talking about, we're talking about MLW, New Japan, and Wow are on Saturdays. Okay. 
So let me keep looking here just in case I missed any. MLW was pretty cool until they took BN Sports off my Xfinity uh, lineup. Mm-hmm. So now See? I have to go on YouTube. But look at that. Unreal. All right. So MLW. So we're at like, what, 11, 11 and a half million, something like that? That I can count. MLW, 43,000. Okay. New Japan, 385,000. So let's just round it up. Let's go to let's go to 12 million, a cool 12 million people that are following these promotions on Twitter on a regular basis, on a daily basis. 12 million people. Out of that 12 million, right? So this is the pie that we're that, that this is the you know not the maximum amount of wrestling fans. I'm sure there's a bunch of wrestling fans out there who follow them, who don't follow them on Twitter, but who still watch the product. So we recognize this, right? But we need to put a tangible number on this. So this is what we're going to do for now. Just based off of social media followers. If you're following us, right? Because even we had the Eagles do it. We're like, okay, how many followers do we have on social media? How many people can we get? How many people are watching our games every week? How many people can we get on social media? If we got, you know, 10 million people watching our games every week, maybe we can get 10 million followers here or something like that. You know, you try to maybe judge it that way. So 12 million, right? Potential wrestling fans on these social media platforms. WWE. Raw, SmackDown, NXT, two, two, and one. That's five, right? AEW, who hasn't had a show yet, but let's just say, let's estimate, they get a million. That's six. Any of those other shows that I mentioned, are they pulling in combined a million viewers? Probably not. Probably not. So let's. Just for the sake of it, let's give them a million, even though they're not going to hit it. That's seven million. That's a little more than half. And that's being generous. We're being generous. We're being generous to the other promotions not named WWE and AEW. And we're also throwing out a number that's totally out of thin air. We're just estimating with AEW, which we don't know if they're going to hit that number or not. Okay? They're not even hitting... They're, not, they're barely getting half of the potential fans they have on social media. What do you think is out? What do you think is there's there's more fans out there than 12 million? That does not constitute yeah. a wrestling boom, in my opinion. Yeah. I agree with you. There's a lot more fans than they have than just 12 million, and they're barely hitting half. They're not even getting all of them. I almost think this is akin to your your discussion regarding Bray Wyatt, where people are trying to push it a little bit because it. It feels a little different, so maybe they're overhyping it. And I think the same thing with a wrestling boom. Like, I think, and I said this a few months ago, people have wanted a, a direct competition to WWE for so long. And then when TNA came along and it, like the hype was off the charts for them, and I, I was part of it because I was like, all right, finally. And TNA just, it, it never got there. And people have the same, they, they, the same hype towards AEW, but they are going about it differently than TNA did. So I, I guess I can get that, that that's part of the reason why people are hyping it so much. But if like a boom period is such a, a, a phrase that gets overused too, that I think it, we, we should in the wrestling industry, they should just use boom period for stuff like what happened in 1998 and in like 1984, when Vince McMahon was just on going national for everything, like to me, that's a boom period. You know, maybe for WCW, it was in 1994 when they signed Hulk Hogan. I don't know. I, I don't really look at the mid 90s as a boom period for wrestling, but for a particular company, it at least put them in position for the boom period. Because without Hogan, I don't think WCW ever gets to those heights, you know, 97, 98. So, you know, yeah, I, I think a lot of it has to do with you're just at all a lot of wrestling fans. And you, you mentioned Ryan Satin, like he would benefit from a boom period. So that's why I think they, they push it so much and use that terminology a lot. Well, you can push it and use the terminology all you want. I don't mean it's actually going to happen. I mean, no, I agree. I mean, I don't I don't necessarily think that that's his agenda. Uh, he didn't say it was gonna be a boom period. He just said like, "What a time it is to be a wrestling fan." That's pretty much yeah. what he said. Yeah. So I don't want to put. Well, I've I've heard those phrases from a lot of a lot of those guys. 
not that I think they're wrong for doing it, but you know, it's it's an exciting time, so you kind of get carried away with some of the terminology you use, and then like overhyping. I think a lot of the AEW hype has been overblown because we haven't seen a television show yet. So how can you even like think they're going to be a, a direct competition to WWE? So those are things that I think about. But at at the same time, we're all wrestling fans. We all, you know, like now, now it almost seems like there's way too much, but um, at least we're going to be be able to get good programs. I think the reason we have wrestling almost on every night is that a lot of these companies that, and a lot of the wrestling has been good. You know, like I haven't really seen bad wrestling since what WWE and the late 2000s when a, a lot of their matches were just atrocious in the ring and uh you know the in-ring products gotten better and these other other companies have really good in-ring products and now it's all about the stories and it's about just trying to capitalize on not just wrestling fans but you know like how's impact how, how do they expect to really make a dent in the ratings and get them on Tuesday night, probably because SmackDown was there and people are going to be conditioned the last three years. SmackDown was on Tuesday nights. Yeah. So but maybe maybe that's gotta, why they, they go about that, but the program is not going to be like that good compared comparatively. You still got to find access TV though on your cable. Like it's not like it's super 897, easy. baby 897. On I mean, Xfinity. for you, but Infinity in, in Philadelphia, but that don't mean it's super, you know, accessible for everybody. A lot less accessible than USA, so to speak, which is in yeah. pretty much everybody's household if you have cable. Yeah. Um, but um, we uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that uh, Beyond Wrestling has Uncharted Territory season two on Thursdays as well, because I was yeah. looking at Ryan Satin's mentions and he got people were like, oh, what about Beyond Wrestling? And he's like, oh, oh, my bad. <laughs> So we yeah, shall... I, I did tune into that a few times. That is good stuff. I should watch that more, and I don't. But that's a good shout out to them. There they you go. Good, shout they, out. They do good stuff. Shout out to Beyond Wrestling. So yeah, there's a lot of wrestling available at your, like I said, at your fingertips, and that is good. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy for that. I yeah. think that's great actually, uh, as a step in the right direction for the wrestling business. It's a positive thing. That you have so many varieties of promotions that are in a good enough standing that they can have a weekly television product, whether it's on national cable, national broadcast, or you know a a network that's you know not like Fox or USA, but if you got BN Sports or I've, I don't know the Access TV or I don't know the channel was it MT IWTV for Beyond Wrestling. You know, whatever, whatever syndicated show that you know channel that Ring of Honor is on still, you know, syndicated channels that they're on. That's a good. That's a good look for the wrestling business that there are enough sustainable products that they can have television, and you know, it's a weekly thing, and it's not you know terrible to watch and something like that. It's all professional looking. That's a good look for the wrestling business. That does not mean. It does not mean that a boom is happening. We're not going to see <laughs> Matt Riddle on Nash Bridges anytime soon, or the equivalent of <laughs> Nash Bridges anytime soon. Uh, would be the 2019 equivalent of Nash Bridges? I don't know. Like you saw Steve Austin on there back in the day. You, Even you The know. Rock hosting Saturday Night Live. You would think. I know John Cena did it, but it wasn't like you know he wasn't a WWE guy at that point. Right. You know, like you need a full timer to, to do that. Why uh, why not have a Seth Rollins or somebody that or a Roman Reigns? Uh it just hasn't happened. I mean t- to be fair, there, we did see Becky Lynch in the ES in a couple of ESPN commercials, sports in commercials. So that's cool. Yeah. But a boom is when like it, it, it has to be from WWE. You purchase a yeah. commercial in the Super Bowl. You know, we haven't seen right. that. Like that, halftime, at least what, they had halftime heat, which was cool. But like a commer- a WWE commercial, AEW commercial during the Super Bowl, that it does way more than I think people think. You know when there's a boom, it's like when you watch the Super Bowl, right? 
everybody's watching football all of a sudden when the Super Bowl happens. People that don't watch all season suddenly watch the Super Bowl. Yeah. And they're talking about football. Even if it's the postseason, just throughout the postseason, same thing with basketball. You watch basketball and, 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 and during the playoffs and the postseason, there are people who you don't hear from all season long. All of a sudden, they're basketball fans. They're talking about basketball because it's the most important part of the season. The same goes for football in the postseason. Well, in wrestling, because there is no offseason and there's no postseason per se, when there's a boom period, that's happening year-round. You're seeing people who yeah. don't normally watch wrestling, you don't hear from at you know, now, you're not going to hear from them now, but when, if you start hearing from them later, that's when you know, oh, this, this might be something. Or when these people who are fans are happy to meet the wrestlers. Because back in the day when Steve Austin was the hottest thing on the planet, other celebrities were happy to see him. They were all, they were, you know, awestruck and uh, star, what's the term I'm looking for? Uh, yeah, starstruck. Starstruck, yeah. They were starstruck by him. Not the other way around. They weren't taking, you know, they... He wasn't looking to take pictures with the athletes. They were looking to take pictures with him because right. he was the star. When you get that, and you and you might get that to a certain extent, a little bit now, but not nearly to the level like it could be, right? Where if Becky Lynch is at a basketball game in the, in the front, whoa, Killian Dane just knocked Matt Riddle through a wall. Yep. Man, they they killing each other here. <laughs> Man. Oh, commercial. Yeah, great, great time for commercial. But when you see that, that's when you could be an indication, like, yo, man, wrestling might be, it might be back as far as like a, there being a boom period, so to speak. Yeah, and it, I guess it's tough to, to gauge in a way that, you know, what, if social media was the way it is way back then, would it, would it have been like, would Stone Cold Steve Austin have been that? wanted by like you just said athletes wanted to take pictures of like starstruck stuff like that where he would have been more exposed via social media so maybe him showing up at a certain place wouldn't have been as big a deal because the only time you saw stone cold steve also was monday nights you know or sundays on pay-per-view and maybe like media hits here and there on radio stations before a pay-per-view or something but now you know, you, you can communicate with athletes, communicate with peop, each other through social media. So that I don't think it plays a significant role in like talking about a boom period. But I, it would be hard for me to really imagine nowadays an athlete being like that with, with a professional wrestler. I, I don't mean, know. It might happen. I mean, it depends on how big of a fan they are. Yeah. And like Becky, on, Becky Lynch, that I think that's a different than say like a Roman Reigns. You know what I mean? Right. I just it depends on how big of a fan that said athlete is, and also how big of a star said wrestler is. Again, don't matter what you. It's it, all, yeah. you know, like if a celebrity wants to get like the rub, so to speak, they're not gonna care where you come from. If you're a star, they're gonna be like, hey, I'm with so and so. Like they're gonna try to get that rub. So if you're a big enough star. They they don't even have to be a fan. They're just like, hey, here's Steve Austin. Like, I'm sure Steve Austin still gets that. Ric Flair gets that. Yeah, yeah. How many athletes are go up to Ric Flair taking pictures with him? Ric Flair had a thirty for thirty. So oh, of that's course. pretty like yeah. That's but pretty... even before that, you know there are athletes and now right. rappers who want to be around Ric Flair because Ric Flair has transcended wrestling. And that's what I'm talking about when it's like. You know the the wrestlers now they're not hanging out with the celebrities. The celebrities are hanging out with them essentially. You know no no one is just Ric Flair ain't going up to anybody and like having to mooch off of them. They mooch off of him, Todd Gurley or whoever else. These other athletes who love Ric Flair, the Migos. They had what's his name? Uh, who was the Migos member that was on SmackDown last week? Good lord, or this week? I forget. Offset. Yeah. With yeah. Ric Flair's robe on. Does that happen for <laughs> Seth Rollins? <laughs> He gave, I think, gave Offset one of his robes. Uh, I must have missed that. Yeah. Did you look? Did you not know the song they have, the Ric Flair drip? No. You not familiar with that song? Uh, I mean, is it? No, you know what? I think I do. You're killing me, Nick. I know. It's you been like back. you gotta get on Migos, bro. I've been. Was this recent or was it a while? This song came out like at least a year ago, probably two years ago. Is that two? Is that? 
like where two claps and a Ric Flair comes from? Oh. Okay. My goodness, Nick. I'm sorry, man. Ric Flair drip go woo on a trick. I'll say trick. <laughs> Never heard that? I mean, probably, but I just don't pay attention. I would but, play it, but I don't want it to get hit with like a music <laughs> rights violation right now. So I'll play it off air. Okay. Uh, yeah, they're going to I think I've heard of it. I just didn't pay attention. Didn't care. Oh, it's kind of fire, but sorry, no, like, sorry, Ric Flair. I don't care. But but my point is that you have people like that who want to be associated with him instead of the other way around. Right. That's when that's when it's that's when you can say okay, it might be mainstream. Ric Flair, unfortunately, is not an active participant in wrestling anymore. He's not in the ring. He's not in a part of the. He's not definitely not part of the current generation. If that was happening with a Seth Rollins or a Becky Lynch, and it and not only did would it happen, but people were like, yo, that's fire. I'm with that. I rock with that. Not saying like, oh, that's a corny wrestler. What, what's Migos doing? No one's saying that when they do stuff about Ric, Ric Flair. They like the stuff they did with Ric Flair. But if they do it like a Seth Rollins or a Roman Reigns or Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman, and people rock with it, then you can say, you know what? They might have something there. But until uh, all those things that we mentioned happening, no, it's not a boom period. I hate to break it to y'all this way. But it's just how it is right now. So, in the meantime, though, we got, you know, seven minutes up in this show, at least from uh, NXT, I yeah. should say. Uh, so maybe we can finish watching this to wrap up the show. Yeah. How about is, that? This has become uh, quite the fight between Riddle it's, and Dane. Well, it's a street fight. It's supposed to be yeah. quite the fight. Well, I just wanted to rhyme. Well, you, 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 what kind of kick was Killian Dane trying to do there? <laughs> I like his uh, ring gear. Oh, the uh, the bouncer look. Yeah, yeah. yeah I always enjoy when people when, when wrestlers wear jeans and stuff, and the clothes they wouldn't normally wear in a wrestling match during a street fight. Meanwhile, Matt Riddle is, doesn't look any different. <laughs> <laughs> right. But maybe, you know, I have it all muted, so maybe, I don't that? know if they would have explained that. Or, or cause uh, The easiest way to explain that is Matt Riddle only wrestles, you know, in one outfit to, you know, that is, there's an easy way to explain why. Well, he's not a shoot he's, fighter, per se. Yeah, yeah. Hey, guy, so. Yeah, because I know I'm sure that's a, uh, right now, uh, criticism on social media. Why is Matt Riddle wearing his regular wrestling trunks on a street fight? Oh, well. Um, ooh. ooh. Yeah. That, I didn't feel good. I got his wrists, maybe. Or he's just selling really well. <laughs> Dane that hit three, like three consecutive Vader bombs and trying to hit another one on a chair. Oh. Oh no, Killian Dane! One too many times to the well. Uh oh, <laughs> big power bomb coming up. Bow! Oh, flipped him Damn. over. Chair to the face. Oh, is that even allowed in WWE? Yeah, you, you think, if I take a power bomb, I'm not rolling over with help and then catching a chair on my knees. I'm totally out of it. <laughs> I'm surprised did the, the chair to the face spot though. Yeah, I mean, he didn't. He might not have hit him in the face with the chair. He might have turned and avoided right. it. You know, created an illusion there. Jake Younger with the beard, I like it. Let's see here. Oh, why would you catch the chair? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you just took a power bomb, and now you're like alert enough to catch the chair. <laughs> right. That's why, like, those spots just don't do it for me. You, you know, know, like the guy. Van Terminator or the Van Daminator back in the yeah, day? Yeah, it's just weird. It is. Oh, man. Logically, it is weird, but it was awesome back in the 90s. <laughs> and yeah, because it I, was new, but now, like, right. and, and I didn't, I wasn't thinking in terms of what made sense, you know, back then. Right. Just, it was awesome. Like, yeah. I remember the first time I did that in, like, SmackDown, Shut Your Mouth or whatever, like, when Rob Van Damme <laughs> finally got a WWE game. And yeah. I did the Van Daminator for the first time. I lost my damn mind. I was like, what? <laughs> Van Daminator! I don't think you could do the, you couldn't do the Van Terminator, but definitely yeah. the Van Daminator. Loved it. Loved it. Every second of it. Oh, he hit the chair back into his face. Uh, they're doing something weird now. They're, these <laughs> spots are weird. Ooh. 
Punch to the gut. Now, these guys fought last week, right? In the first episode? Well, yeah, they had like I a did, brawl. I did not, I did not catch... Match. Did not catch the ending, so I'm assuming well, there wasn't a winner. No, it wasn't an official match. It oh, never okay. started. Gotcha. Oh, he broke his arm. Holy crap! Oh, he broke it. That didn't look uh, too oh. great for a Killian Dane. Oh no! Well. You know, I did see an interesting point earlier this week. NXT is going to look the same every single week, and AEW is at least probably going to. Have a, have a changed look week to week with their mm-hmm. arenas. Uh, probably the same, obviously, setup. But, uh, you know, the lighting might look... The arena lighting might be different from arena to arena. So, I don't know. I don't know if... Uh, and they made a point about how the crowd at Full Sail was better uh, when they would tape, you know, what, one or two days in a row or three days in a mm-hmm. row. Now they have to come back every week and it might burn well, them out or something like that. I don't think it will burn them out at all. I think they they come out every week. It'll keep them fresh instead of doing two or three shows in a row. If you're like, kind yeah, of worn yeah, out, like I that was my first that was my first uh, thought too. Where you know it's only one two hour show plus dark matches for them each week. I'm not sure how burnout that would make. Oh, oh no! Uh, why is Adam Cole got to be a jerk? Break his arm. <laughs> Does this mean Riddle's the champ? <laughs> Adam Cole taps out. By the way, uh, next week is going to be quite the Wednesday when you have NXT who loaded up the show yeah. with like yeah. three title matches. Yep. Uh, including this one, Matt Riddle versus Adam Cole. And then, of course, you got AEW's first show. That? So... And and it's the first time NXT will be to all, both, you know, both hours... Right on USA, yep. That's it, because suits the series finale is happening next, so RIP suits, I guess. So, <laughs> uh, for those who are uh, watching, I heard it. I heard it was a pretty today. good, pretty good show. Have uh-huh. you ever watched it? Nope. Uh, so yeah, but as we see here, Street Profits versus yeah. uh the Undisputed Era for the tag titles, Candice LeRae versus uh. Man, I can't remember that Shane, woman's name. Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler for the oh, women's championship. Right. And I think they, they're going to have a Cruiserweight Championship match in that show, too, I think. Yeah, probably. They probably will. So, Which, by the way, 205 Live is not going anywhere. It's just being moved to Fridays after SmackDown. My God, who? Why? Did and they, now the NXT creative team is going to be in charge of it. Why do they do this to these people? Why would you put them on <laughs> at 10 o'clock on a Friday? Friday. At least it's a Friday. I mean, I guess because people don't have to go to work the next day. Typically, they'll go to school. Right. But, like, at the same time, do I really want to be at a wrestling show at 10 o'clock on a Friday night? Or am I going to be doing anything else? <laughs> anything else. Maybe maybe that's just me because I'm I'm an adult and I can, you know, go places, you know, have an adult beverage, something like that on Friday nights. I mean, Tuesdays are probably worse because, like you just alluded to, people got work, kids got school. You want to go home, get to bed early, get a good night's sleep so you can go to work, be a productive, you know, worker or student, blah, blah, blah. Fridays might work better because you don't have to worry about that. But just me personally, I'm not going to feel like being there for at 10 o'clock on a Friday watching 205 Live. So don't do this to them. Put them before SmackDown. Why is that such a like a just a goofy concept? I don't get it. The crowd's hotter because it's the beginning of the show. You might start off the show without without a lot of people in there, but by the end of that show, for your main events, the place will be packed and they'll be into it because you'll have good matches in front of a live. Or not, well, let me step step back a little bit. It wouldn't be packed because <laughs> WWE shows are not packed anymore, but it'll be what the crowd's gonna be that night. It'd be a better crowd than it would be at the beginning. So, but by but instead you're gonna put it after the show, and that crowd's gonna get less and less and less instead of going getting more and more, you know, getting more and more people coming in. So, I don't know, but here we are. Yep, I don't know. Here we are. Uh, we gotta talk about the draft too, because that's gonna come up next Friday, starting uh, next Friday. No, uh, 
two right. Fridays from now. Two Fridays. Well, we'll October talk about it. Eleventh. Yeah, we might have to do our own draft again. And we might. Th- just me and you, because if we invite someone else, they're automatically gonna but win. They always beat us. Yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous. The only way we're gonna win is we just keep everyone else out. You know what? We're gonna tie. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so look out for that in the future, I guess. Uh, for our own, we're gonna break down the rosters and pick our own talent for our specific. I'm excited, shows. man. Uh, I love, shows. I love this because apparently they're they're actually gonna be separate again. And yeah, I think I think that works best for WWE. I just don't understand like ratings. Why do, why does that have such an impact on? It doesn't, just and the ratings the rosters separate. It doesn't, and the ratings bore that out. It doesn't matter which, like, oh my yeah. God, SmackDown guys are on Raw. Holy right. crap! I gotta watch tonight. No, no, right, that, right. Exactly. that does not matter. Uh, Raw guys on SmackDown. Wow, this wildcard rules awesome. Gotta watch. Nope, not gonna happen. Uh, so the ratings gonna be the rating regardless. But yeah, I'm. I agree with you. I'm so happy that the wild card rule is going away officially, going away, and we'll have actually some, set it on the TV. So right, it's not just and we'll have some semblance of order. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Some semblance of order on WWE's television shows now, instead of just Raw tag teams challenging for the SmackDown tag titles or vice versa. It just don't make any sense. So we'll get back to some sensibilities and order. Uh in WWE in a couple weeks. But in the meantime, Nick, take us out with some plugs, please. You can follow me at Nick McCone on Twitter and follow us at Shooters Radio on Twitter. And we are on Facebook at Facebook.com slash the straight shooters. And you can probably find this podcast on Phillyvoice.com and Phillyinfluencer.com. Did not uh had some technical difficulties last week, so I didn't get it up on those sites, but it's well, as always, we're available on other mediums that Vaughn is going to tell you about. Those other mediums are iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, SoundCloud, Spotify, and the mothership, WildfireRadio.com, where you can find all 211 prior episodes of The Straight Shooters. Of course, Patreon.com slash Shooters Radio. You, you can subscribe or gain access to some exclusive content for the nominal fee of $1.99. So, for Nick McCone, I'm Vaughn Johnson. Thanks for listening to episode 212 of The Straight Shooters, and we will catch y'all again next week. Peace. You've been listening to The Straight Shooters on Wildfire Radio. For advertising opportunities, contact Nick Picone via email at piconenick at gmail.com or call 856-625-1190.